I love the rain. I'm from Michigan. I love the cold. I love the heat, too. My skin's thinning out living out here. But I, I wanted to, to just add a little bit to what Pastor Dan said about, about worship, that the glory of the Lord, the beauty of our God, the majestic aspect of who he is. Did you know that the word of God tells us that we are to look at each other in the beauty of each other, in, in the love for each other, and to walk as a church family in such a realm that all the little petty stuff the world has does not phase us because we look past the flesh and into the spiritual and we see the beauty of God's creation and how God favors us and we favor one another. Amen? So I want you just right now, just look around. It might embarrass you because that's not your personality, but you know, look around and just see the beauty and the handsomeness of this congregation. Give each other an applause, amen. Well, men's ministry, I'm looking forward. Uh, We will be uh, handing you on the 11th at the breakfast the whole year of our schedule. Uh, We have a great team that loves you and is called of God to minister to the men and to create an atmosphere where God's culture can manifest with men. And you know how we are. We love to eat. We love to laugh. uh, But, you know, we're learning how to love in every area of our life. And, uh, you know, I told Dan, you know, it's, it's like, well, you know, we, we've, we've had to raise the prices. So we, we raised the prices from the normality uh, this year. But uh, I'll just have to tell you, but we only get one egg this year. That's it, because of the prices of eggs. Crazy, huh? Amen. The cost of voting the wrong way. Amen. Now, let me just say this to you. I have had probably one of the, and I have many great weeks, but I've had probably one of the greatest weeks that I've had in my life. I had the privilege from Wednesday through tomorrow watching six of my grandchildren. Amen. Man, I'm loving it. I feel like a housewife, man. I got, I'm cooking, I'm on the phone, I'm Kicking a kid and separating... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm sorry I'm going to have to tell you this, but uh, um, I do have the greatest kids in the world. <laughs> Anyways, let's go on. By the way, pray for Terry. She is in Texas now uh, doing a funeral uh, for uh, someone. And uh, so please pray for her. I believe at this time she's probably done. I believe it started at 12, 11 or 12 uh, in Texas. But just pray for her. And, and she's had to work with, with uh, a lot of wonderful people in her family. And if any of you are watching, I love you. And I've been praying for you. And also, uh, I would just like to extend to <clears throat> our audience that watches online, especially... Um, the electric company, I know many of you watch every single week. And I, lo- I know last week you had one of your coworkers fall from one of the poles and die. And I just wanted to tell you 
Valley Community Church now, this church is praying for you, that God would show you his absolute mercy and grace during this time. Well, I would uh, like to continue uh, in my message, uh, Jesus, there is power in that name. And we're going to talk about something um, that probably for a decade of my Christianity, when I first became born again, when people would talk about intercession or the joy of intercession, I'd kind of look at them cross-eyed and say, really? You know, and, and they would say, well, we're all called to intercession. I said, I ain't. I'm not. Because I was either taught or I misunderstood what intercession was. And you know, um, we're laughing at that, and, and I laugh at it now, but it was real to me back then. And for many of you today, intercession or prayer, being, quote, a prayer warrior, has been defeated, and you are not living a lifestyle of prayer because of a misunderstanding of intercession. And so what I'm going to do today in this part of our series on prayer, I'm going to give you uh, some of my experience, but I'm also going to show you what intercession really means And I believe after today in the revelation that you will receive, and as Pastor Dan says, we're always growing. I'm still growing in this. But we need to understand that intercession is not a long prayer. Now, don't raise your hand, but how many of you thought that you went, when you went into intercession, I mean, it was like you just had to to have the victory. and, And of course we have the victory. But let me tell you, we already have the victory because of Jesus. But, but we're running in there and, and, and our, our spiritual passion and desire for God and to make change. We're running in there and we're praying and praying and looking and not an answer yet. Praying and praying and looking and not an answer yet. And, oh man, and we get defeated in our prayer time. Because we think, watch this, we think that God hasn't answered the prayer. But God has already pre-done the work for your answered prayer. And we're going to see the reality. So I want you to listen to me because some of you, it's going to light up in your your mind, in your heart, and you're going to begin to walk in a realm. And when we, as we're going to, going to be calling for prayer on a specific day, maybe Sunday night, we'll just take a Sunday night service and just pray and worship and then go out and have a snack outside. But the reality, bottom line, no eggs, though, because they're too expensive. But we're going to go outside, and and you're going to come. You're going to run. You're going to say, I'm going to be a part of that. You're going to cancel things so you can get to prayer because you know, really, what God has given you the right and the ability to do. But we're going to see that it's the power of Jesus Christ that gave us that ability. So let's dive into this, but we, we first need to understand two types of people. There are bottom line people. Okay, bottom line people means that give me the bottom line. I don't need all the information. Just give me the bottom line. Or that bottom line, this is what it is, and you do it. Or you have beat around the bush people. All right? That they 
sometimes never come to a conclusion, sometimes never make a decision, and uh, just kind of wait and wait and wait and wait, all right? So if you don't know who you are, I've said this before, if you don't know who you are in those two, not knowing you're a beat around the bush person. Because a bottom line person already knew who they were. Amen? Bottom line people, amen. So if you don't know which one you are, again, you are a person that struggles in making a decision. And let me just tell you, that's okay. That's why you have family. That's why you have the body of Christ, because we work together. Because sometimes bottom line people get ahead of God. Because bottom line, they know. I know this is what happened before, and this is how it is, and bottom line, that's it. Well, let me tell you, um, I found in my life at times, I have to fight the bottom line mentality because I go before God. Amen. Now, when you understand what intercessory prayer is and means, and we all begin to realize this and begin to move into that realm of intercessory prayer, that we can pray the prayers of intercession. And I want to tell you, praying and intercession, we're going to read and see, are two different things. Because intercession, I'm getting ahead of myself, bottom line here, but I want to tell you, this is powerful, what I'm about to show you today. And it will become great joy to pray and to intercede. Now, so let's look at the simplicity and the depth of intercessory prayer. And there are three things I want to show you that will give you the understanding. Are you ready? In Jesus' name, I proclaim absolute revelation today in your life. First, we need to understand that Jesus is interceding. So let's go to the book of Romans, and as we did last week, and go to Romans 8, 34, and we want to read some very specific scriptures that will give us some great revelation. Who is he who condemns? In other words, in this world, who can condemn us? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. All right? So notice, Christ is at the right hand of God making intercession for us. So he is continuing to do what he gave us the ability to do at the cross. Stay in Romans, and I want to read to you from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 7.25 says, Therefore he, speaking of Jesus, is also able to save to the uttermost. <laughs> Hallelujah. I needed saving to the uttermost. Amen? And if you look at me that way, say, yeah, you did. Well, you did too. <laughs> All right? So those who come to God through him 
since he always lives to make intercession for them. All right, so we're, we're looking at the word intercession, and we're trying to figure out what this means, because right now, most of us think it's praying. All right, I'm going to shock you now. Intercession is not a prayer, because intercession is an activity, it's an action of doing something. When you intercede, you are acting on something to complete, to do something, all right, that God's given you the ability to do. So here's the next explanation. Even though intercession is not a prayer, you can pray a prayer of intercession. Okay, you are praying, and then you move in your prayer time to intercession because it's an action. So let me give you another example. Faith is not a prayer, but you can pray a prayer of faith. Okay, keep following me. Faith is an action. In matter of fact, James chapter 2, verse 26 says this. Watch this. Read this with me. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. All right, following. So intercession is an action, and in many spiritual things that we do is an action. So intercession is not a prayer, but you can pray a prayer of intercession because intercession is the action of what you're praying for. All right, so let's continue. Here's the definition of intercession. Intercession is an act of bringing two parties together. It is an act of bringing two parties together. So intercession is an action that Jesus did. Jesus brought the Father together with us. The blood of Jesus Christ brought us together. So now we have the ability to relate with Father God, to relate with God because Jesus interceded for us on the cross. He said also, I'm going, this will give you greater understanding of this scripture. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to connect you with God. I'm going to take care of it so you can live and can dwell with the Father. I'm going to intercede. I'm going to bring two parties together. Because before, because we were born in sin of ourselves, we could not connect with God. All right, let's go on. Jesus is saying you can't have a relationship with a holy God unless I build a bridge doing the act of intercession. So Christ built a bridge. The word intercession in the Old Testament is the Hebrew word, notice this, uh, pagah, P-A-G-A. Pagah is an Old Test in the Old Testament 46 times, and of the 46, only a few times it is actually translated intercessor or intercession. It's translated in another uh, word or word. So most of the time, Pagah is tra- translated into some other words. So Joshua 17:10. 
talking of the borders of the promised land. It uses the word pagah. Southward, it was Ephraim's, and northward, it was Manasseh's, and the sea at, at is his border, and they met together. They met together is the word pagah. In, in Asher, on the north, and in Issachar, on the east. So the three words they met together in Hebrew is one word, pagah. That was intercession means they met together. They came together. So they came together. That's what an intercessor does, brings people together or brings someone with something or whatever may be. It brings it together. Intercession in the English is the word intersection. You say, Pastor, I thought you didn't like English. I like it now. Matter of fact, I've been doing homeschool with my grandkids, doing English. Hopefully they pass, because I didn't. So intercession in English is intersection. All right? Intersection is a point of which time or more things intersect. So it's a timing, it's a thing, it's it's to intersect. So when you are interceding, you are intersecting or bringing in in a time frame the intersection or by interceding, all right? It is an action of intersecting. When you are interceding, it is an action. You are actually intersecting. You are bringing people together. So his course is on a direct intersection with ours. So you can do that in a sentence. Bottom line, what it is, is in interceding, you are intersecting God with man heaven with earth. Do you understand that? With, with uh, interceding. So that's what happens. So, so when you intercede, it's not a long, drawn-out prayer with one eye open waiting for something to happen. You are doing the action by interceding. Can someone say hallelujah? hallelujah. Because God's given you that ability to do that and, and so in that reality, because it is truth, God said it, when you intercede, it's a done deal because you've intersected it. Wow. So here's the lie of the enemy. Well, why is it God not answering my prayer? He already did the victory. We have already overcome. He's already promised you about your children and your grandchildren. He's promised you about your health. He's promised you. And what you're doing is you're intersecting someone to someone or something to something. Well, another verse using different wording for paga, John chapter 19. Stay in Romans, John 19 verse 11. And their border went up toward the sea, and 
Merilah and, and reached the word is the word from Pagah to Debesheth and reached, that's Pagah, to the river that is before Joachim. Now, what we need to understand, the point is, it says reach to. All right? So let me, let me just give you the understanding. When we couldn't reach to God, God reached to us through Jesus Christ. Let me say it another way. It means when we couldn't paga to God, God pagad to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. So intercession means Jesus built a bridge for us and it's called the power in the name of Jesus. Because of the work and the action of Jesus interceding through us through the cross and continues to do so, so now you and I can also, in the power, in the name of Jesus, build a bridge between us and God or build a bridge between God and someone else or something. Now, in Scripture, it does translate intercessor, and two of them refer to Jesus. In Isaiah 59, 16, it says, He saw that there was no man. This is talking about Jesus. There was no one to intersect God with man. There was no one interceding, all right? Watch what it says, continued here in verse 16. And wondered that there was no intercessor. There was no one to bring God to man or man to God. No one was there to build a bridge between God and man because no man could do it except Jesus Christ because he was born without sin. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness, it sustained him. Isaiah 53 is a messianic chapter. And let's read this, Isaiah 53, verse 12. Therefore, I will divide him, Jesus, a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, dying on the cross. And he was numbered with the transgressors. He died with the two thieves, and he bore the sin of many, and made Pagah intercession for the transgressors. Jesus built a bridge for us to God. And now we, in intercession, can Pagah other people and other things with God and the heavenlies. That's intercession. So it can be an action that takes Longer, But the action doesn't take as long sometimes as your thoughts. The action is, is coming in agreement with what Jesus did. Paga, that God interceded and he did the work and it's done and there's victory. So when there's a situation, your intercession is in Jesus' name, the power of Jesus' name. I call all heaven to come and intersect with that situation, in Jesus' name, amen. 
and you've done it. You've just interceded. Now, how many of you would have uh, you build a bridge to someone to help them with their problem or to build a bridge for God to be with them to help them with the problem? What would be better? Of course, God. So that's interceding. And that's the struggle, what happens. We pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. We don't see the answer. So you know what we do? We jump in the middle of the stuff. And we try to be the answer. And let me just give you a real clue. I am never anybody's answer. But God is. But my call is to be an interceder or an intercessor. See, I hate English. All those different words. All you teachers, I love you. Don't help me. No, but the, you see what I'm talking about? And that's what the Word of God is telling us. And that's the problem that I had because I felt like every time I prayed, nothing worked. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever said that? If you interceded and understood the power of the name of Jesus and became an intercessor, which, let me tell you, I thought I'm not an intercessor because of the way I understood what it was. There's no way I'm an intercessor. We are all intercessors called of God to intersect God with mankind or heaven with earth. That's who we are. That's how powerful and beautiful that you are in the kingdom of God. That's why when I look out here, I am looking at the called. I'm looking at the anointed. I'm looking at powerful young men and women, middle, you know, age men and women, and some of us older that are way more wise. Anyway, let's go on. So in Isaiah 53, there's a Messianic chapter talking about that Jesus is the one that built the bridge. You're going to read now Revelation 4. Now read Isaiah 53 too when you go home. Okay, after the football game. So, church family, there was a chasm between mankind and God. And only Jesus could span the two and bring the two together. That's why when we talk about intercession, there is a chasm between what's going on in heaven and what's going on on earth. So our prayers are the bridge. Because we've taken an action with revelation and knowledge of the intercessory, what it means. That we are Pagah. That we are living a life of Pagah. And we are connecting God with mankind. We're, we're connecting God with the situation. We're connecting, intersecting, bringing it together. And God doesn't sit up there and say, hmm, I wonder if I should answer that prayer. I wonder if I should take action. No, because Jesus Christ did the work. It's a done deal. It's not something that we ask God to do. Now, we're going to get to God's will and our will. 
Okay, you hear that? So don't just say, oh, pastor just said, I just told God what to do and he's going to do it. That's not what I said. Remember last week? Okay, I'll continue this week. So we have to recognize is that the idea of intercession and then how we pray according to God's will. You seeing that? All right? So the action of intercession is a done deal. When you intercede, you've connected because God gave you that authority to do so. Now you've connected God with the situation or the people. Amen. Then your prayer time is where you begin to proclaim the Word of God. You begin to, by faith, proclaim the Word of God. And that is praying But the reality is you are now bringing heaven into earth. Now, let me read that to you again. That's why when we talk about intercession, there is a chasm between what's going on in heaven and what's going on in earth. So our prayers are the bridge. Why is that? For thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus is still interceding. The work of the cross is still working. There is a bridge between heaven and earth, between God and mankind. Here's the second. The Holy Spirit is interceding. And this is something we have to recognize because sometimes in our walk with God, we know God the Father, we know the Son, but we really don't know the Holy Spirit. And what is his job? What does he do for you and me? So the Holy Spirit is interceding also. In Romans 8, I told you to stay in Romans. Romans 8, verse 26, it says, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, also helps, underline that word in your Bible, or highlight it on your iPad, in our weaknesses. For we, watch the next words, do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So understand, we don't know. No matter if we think we know. We don't know. That's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to recognize this because there's a greater depth of what you think you know, what I think I know, when we're praying, that the Holy Spirit can give you. A deeper understanding, a deeper revelation, a prophetic word can give you uh, things, uh, understanding what God will do and begin to understand your place in that. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need to understand that praying and interceding are two different things, but praying and interceding is really a joy. And it's something we look forward to because we know what we're doing. Let's look at verse 26, continue. But the Spirit himself makes intercession, makes a bridge for us, for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit, Holy Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to whatever whim we have. 
Is that what it says? According to the emotional struggle and stress that we're under. According to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit knows the will of God. So when we pray, the Holy Spirit helps us make a connection between our will and God's will. Do you see that? The Pagah is there. And so the Holy Spirit then, because there are times there's some wishes that I have and desires that I have, but they're not God's desires. But if I, I trust in the Holy Spirit to show me, the Holy Spirit will then connect my will with God's will, and guess who wins? God does. And when God wins, let me tell you, that's when we're going to begin to see the joy of the Lord, even though the situation is still happening in our world. And it looks like nothing's being done, and God's not answering prayer. So actually, the result is we actually pray prayers according to the will of God. So when you intercede, so here's my thought and my revelation of this, that anytime I go into prayer, I intercede first. I take action in intersecting God with a situation. Then I pray his will. Because when I am pagaying, what's happening, the Holy Spirit's showing me God's will. And so there are many times that I don't take action on things because I know God's will, and it's not going into God's will. So I don't intervene, which we're going to find out that pagah is intervening, but it's intervening in a different way, in a spiritual way, not jumping into the problem and being the answer man or answer woman for everybody. Now, let me just say this to you. Doesn't that just release you? It's not your burden, but it's your call to intercede and to pray. You know what your burden is? To live the life of a believer, of your salvation. That's your burden, and that's up to you, for you. All right, so if we don't know, then the question is, I basically answered it to you, but let's get a little bit deeper with this. Then if we don't know, then how do we know? Verse 26, but the Spirit himself makes intercession, makes a bridge for us. That's it. With groanings that we don't know, but he gives us revelation. So he knows the will of God. So when we pray, the Holy Spirit helps us make a connection between our will and God's will. I want you, I said that twice because I want you to recognize the power of the name of Jesus and the ability you have as a believer. You are so amazing and special and anointed because of your ability to be that intercessor and that prayer warrior. 1 Peter 5 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He is the only one, I said it earlier, he is the only one that carries the burden. If you carry a burden, 
It's not yours. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's his. That's the will of God. So if you are carrying a burden, then you are out of the will of God, to put it bluntly. But pastor, you don't know the emotion. I, I, I get it. I get it. That's why you intercede. Because what greater uh, peace comes than you know that you became that intercessor and now God is connected with the situation. And he's the one that gives the answer. Can I hear an amen on that? I mean, we, we, you know, because I know because I've been there in my prayer life. You know, I was afraid for a while there in ministry of telling people I'm praying for you because if it didn't happen, they'd look at me like, you wimp. Why do I ask you to pray? You're supposed to be a pastor. And if you prayed and it didn't come to pass, then what's wrong? I can't pray. And, and you look at me and say, oh, no, pastor, no, not really. Yeah, that's the way most of us think if we don't understand truly intercession. Can you tell as your pastor, a father-like one, that I'm trying to help you to just go, God, it's in your hands. And what do you do? The will of God. Your children, you just keep proclaiming the word of God over your children. Because the scripture tells us if we give it to them, it will not return void. It won't return void. It will complete or do what it was sent to do. That's prayer. But we need to intersect God, heaven, with earth. All right, so... Too many believers carry burdens that destroy them. How many believers do you know that love Jesus, worship, went to church all the time, and now they don't go to church because they carried burdens? They didn't understand intercessory prayer. They didn't understand the prayer, excuse me, of intercession. And so they carried the burden, and it destroyed their walk with God or destroyed their desire to be in the hiding place of prayer. They didn't want to go there because, you know, I'm a failure. Until I understood. And when people ask me to pray, absolutely I will pray. And I do it right now. But first, I intercede. Jesus, you know more. Holy Spirit, you know more. Father God, you know more than I know about this situation. I just got off the phone. They told me everything, quote, but you know more. And I pray now you would intercede in this situation. And then what I know, Holy Spirit, by Jesus' stripes, they are healed. Amen? Amen. And that if I worship you, I will be in the very secret place with you. And so now I know I'm in your presence. And that's my passion and desire. Your word says that. That's your will. I'm there. I'm with you. And now, Lord, give me peace in this situation, knowing you're in control.
whew, man, is that kind of like right now going, well, if it's not, let me go on. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, again, the God that many don't know. When you understand intercession, you will begin to pray and hear yourself saying things you haven't ever thought of or have ever known. That's the Holy Spirit. How many of you have ever just sat in church and and you were thinking about a situation and the word that was being preached and all of a sudden it's like, light bulb came on and you just said, ah. And then you, you go in the car and you talk to your spouse or, or you go out in the courtyard and you say, you know what, God just showed me. Amen. See, that's the beauty of who we are as the body of Christ. That's the amazing ability that we have because when we gather together, watch this, don't forsake the assembling together of the believer. When we gather together, what are we doing? We're intersecting with our worship and our praise and our comments to one another in the word of God, God with man, heaven with earth, and we receive that amazing blessing and anointing while we're together as a family. So don't miss church. Don't miss church. I got three grandchildren with masks on because a little bit, they're, they're coughing a little bit. Check their temperature, you know, they don't have COVID, they don't have all, but, you know, they're wearing a mask. Why? Because we're a family. I'm trying to protect the other children, all that stuff. But the reality is stuff happens. But in Jesus' name, my grandchildren are healed. Amen? The Holy Spirit intercedes, but another word to help you get greater revelation of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit intervenes. There's that word I said earlier. He intervenes on our behalf because we don't know how to pray. I'll get in there because, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm in the Word every day. I journal. I do all that stuff we talk about. And so I know Scripture. I don't memorize as well as Pastor Dan, but I know Scripture, and I can Google it. And I can Google it. And if I Google it, I know more than Pastor Dan. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit, in that time frame of prayer, of proclaiming the will of God, that's prayer, then he intervenes and gives me revelation or greater revelation, revelation of what I don't know, or greater revelation of what I know. And then that's when my prayer produces so much. Because why? Here it is, simple. I'm praying the will of God. So Jesus is interceding, the Holy Spirit is interceding, and now where I want to get to, the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts God could ever give you, is we are interceding. You, me. According to the scripture, we are rebuilding bridges between God and people we pray for and relate to. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplication, 
prayers, intercession. Notice prayers and intercession are different. What I just explained to you. Let me read it again. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. I walk in on this campus, and the first person I met this morning was Robert Hernandez. And I said, thank you for who you are at Valley Community Church. And I walked to my office. Many times with Michelle, who oversees Sunday morning in the office. Michelle, thank you for your call and your faithfulness to the things of God. So everyone I'm around, you know, people say, Pastor, you're just always like a cheerleader. God's a cheerleader. I'm just a mouthpiece. Amen? And I'm interceding for you, connecting you with the will of God of who you are. That's why I'm a hugger. That's why, you know, I I, I do what I do. Yes, I'm German. And in my family, we hugged and kissed and all that stuff because of the culture. But I'm a hugger of people because I love people and I have the love of God and I'm connecting by hugging you God's love with you by action of interceding. Really? I mean, I don't have to say, you know, 500 words? No, I just hug. It's an action of intercession. I'm connecting you with the love of God. Because the love of God is in me, and I'm expressing it to you. That's why it breaks my heart when I see Christians always... You like that? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't like that. And so, since Jesus has done the work of intercession, bringing the cross to us, Jesus is still interceding. The Holy Spirit is interceding. Now we can intercede. We can build a bridge from heaven to earth, from God to who we are praying for. Remember the Lord's Prayer? Let's just quickly just touch on it. You first honor God. Our God who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Father, I thank you. You made a bridge for me. You saved me through the grace of God. I thank you. You are a loving and merciful God, and I praise you. I'm moving into intercession. I'm not praying. Then you take hold of the person you are interceding for. Lord, I bring to you, and you put the name in there. I ask you to build a bridge around them, a hedge around them, a bridge to them. Hmm. Lord, I ask you, take away all evil. You begin to intercede and take the authority of intercession of the power of the name of Jesus, and you literally destroy the work of the enemy with intercession. And you come against demonic influence. We preached on that on Sunday morning. I ask that you replace those friends with friends that know you. You begin to intercede other believers by interceding with God, making that bridge to other believers who are closer to that person you're praying for that they begin to speak to them. Because why? It's not your burden 
It's your call to intercede and to pray. But it's not your burden. God takes that. I'm asking you, God, to touch his life with the Holy Spirit to convict him. Not condemn him because he doesn't condemn. You continue to pray until you bring God and that person together. You proclaim the word of God. You intercede until there is an intersection where the person, watch this, meets God. Not meets, listen, it's important. Not meets with a counselor. Not meets with a pastor. Counselors are important. Pastors are important. Not meets with a banker. Not meets with a financial director to get their act together in finances. But meets with God. And when they meet with God, it changes their life. The reason is because Jesus made an intersection for us. Now let me close with this this story. And in a history book regarding life after World War I, I don't know if you knew this in history, the United States allocated funds for the orphans in Europe. And I love this story because that's who we are with orphanages and and the monies we've given have planted more than one orphanage. At one of the orphanages, a very old and thin man brought a very young and thin little girl to the orphanage. The old man said, I would like you to take care of this little girl, please. And they asked him if she was his daughter, and he said, yes, she is. They said, we are sorry, but our rules and policies say we cannot take any children if one of the parents are still alive. And he said, but I've been in prison camps, and now I'm old, and I'm very sick to work, and I can't take care of her. She will die of starvation. Okay, we've got to understand, this is many, many years ago. They felt compassion, but their hands were tied and there was nothing they could do. Then the man said, you mean, if I were dead, you would take care of my little girl, and she could live and have food and clothes and a home? And they said, yes, sir, that's true. The father picked up the little girl, hugged her and kissed her, and began to tell her how special she was. He put her down next to the gentleman at the desk and said, I will arrange it. History tells us that the father walked out of the orphanage and hung himself. Jesus said to the father one day, you mean if I die, they can live? Speaking of us. And then have a home with you? And the father said, yeah. So Jesus took my hand and put it in the father's hand, walked out of heaven, and died on the cross. Jesus made a bridge for you and me. For what? 
the most important thing that we would ever desire and work towards, our relationship with God. The only work we do in that relationship now, after we have confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, is just grow in his word and the knowledge of who he is. Thank you, Jesus, the intercessor. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the intercessor. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for interceding for those around you and your families and your jobs, businesses, and the situation you're in. Why is that? Because that's what Jesus did. He gave up his life for us so we can have an intersection with God. How do you stay in that? By proclaiming his will over your life. Let's all stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm overwhelmed with emotion right now, the last five minutes trying not to lose it. Because God gave me a picture of you. A spiritual picture of you, of what he's done for you and who you are. You're God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. And it's so real when we understand true intercession. I have a walkway to God 24-7 in Jesus' name. The power of what Jesus the Christ did has opened that. Now when we understand that, we absolutely recognize who God is. Listen, I want to tell you, I was jumping out of my skin over here when Pastor Dan was talking about the love of God and the depth and the 24 elders around the throne because it's so real when you recognize intercession. It opens the door. It's not your work. You don't have to try to figure out how, God, can I talk you into this? No. You are connecting God with heaven, with earth. And because the church doesn't, I'm talking about the whole church, doesn't recognize this power in the name of Jesus, that is why hell is raising its ugly head in the United States of America. We've removed all of this out of our schools. We've removed it out of our businesses, our jobs. You can't say things in stores. And I loved it this past Christmas. And man, I made sure I was stubborn as stubborn could be. When someone said, happy holidays. I said, Merry Christmas. And you know what's great? 90% of the time, a smile got on their face, said, thank you, Merry Christmas to you. Because why? They recognize their right, their right, even at work, to be free to say, Merry Christmas.
Amen. Or happy Hanukkah. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I have made intercession this morning in my office for the body of Christ. Holy Spirit, you have intertwined us with a knowledge of intercession and prayer. And now I command in Jesus' name with the authority that that the power of the name of Jesus gave me, Satan, hell, your fury is done in Jesus' name. And I proclaim the blessing of intercession in our schools and businesses and jobs. God, be connected with every aspect of our life and family. And in Jesus' name, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, for my church family, the blessing of this family, and all those watching us online. In Jesus' name, be blessed, intercessors, and enjoy the life of being that intercessor. Amen, amen. God bless you.